Well, welcome back to the Adrian Bowe podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. AB, we've had a couple of weeks where we've been reflecting and attending industry events. One of the highlights for us was obviously ARIC on the Gold Coast, uh, where we saw not only peers from the industry, but some of the very best speakers uh, internationally known and localized to real estate knowledge. Um, that was a highlight. We're going to go into a lot more detail over the ARIC conference and what we learned from that in the coming weeks for this podcast. But we had an opportunity today to sit down with what I would credit as one of the biggest success stories. Stories, uh, in recent times of joining our brand. And that's because this person has actually uh, not only been a great agent, a great person, but was part of our brand for a number of years, decided for very different reasons uh, to have a go and trial some other areas uh, of real estate and has now rejoined us. And I want to give you a little bit of an insight that they were with our brand for over five years, uh, coming to us in 2007 and then uh, leaving our brand in 2013, being accredited agent of the year for McGrath for the highest GCI earned uh, in the year 2011. Uh, now he's back and back with its team that is dominating the local Willoughby market and probably, as John McGraw would say, the best real estate office we've ever seen. It's none other than John McManus. And what about that for an intro? Uh, that's probably my <laughs> best one that I've done. AB, why are we so excited to catch up with John McManus today? Look, yeah, John almost epitomises, you know, the ideal McGrath agent in terms of values on and off the field and also just the practitioner skill set and, and mindset. So, John, mate, thanks for joining us. Wow, guys, that's uh, that's a pretty big intro. <laughs> Thanks very much. No, I've got a lot to stand up to you now, haven't I? No, no problem. Let, look, let's get straight into it, John, because a lot of our listeners, um, they treat this content as like a university degree for real estate. And, uh, you know, being a high-volume agent, you know, you're doing around 85 deals a year. I can certainly um, you know, relate to that, given I was a volume agent and not necessarily a high-price uh, uh, agent, if you will. So, um Given volume takes bums on seats and takes process and takes, you know, a lot of people doing a lot of little things really, really well, um, I know it's you plus three associate agents plus two admin slash marketing people. So that seems like quite an extensive team. But what people tend to forget is the work that you do as the team leader. Um, so just talk us through your typical day. I know you're obviously you're doing most of the listing and most of the vendor management and most of the negotiation. So if you could just walk us through what your day looks like from sort of waking up until you actually hit the pillow, that'd be great. So, um, so Adrian, I, I guess at the end of the day, for me, it's it's a matter of I've, I've lived and died by uh, John McGrath's motto of um, you know world class and uh, best real estate uh, brand on the planet. Yep. So by having more in my team than I really need is to give one, um, I guess, customer service at open homes. Yes. Uh, but also then uh, give my vendors uh, people that they can actually speak to that are are skilled up a little bit more in certain areas than I am. Yes. So I guess when you, you know, I look at myself as a bit of a surgeon. So when I'm doing the operation, I need um, my team in the surgery with me doing their parts to actually get, uh, I guess, the end result. So when I, when I go and see mum and dad, they've worked hard over the years to actually uh, create their own self-wealth mm-hmm. and um, they've given me an opportunity to actually uh, manage that uh, that wealth for them. So for me, it's, you know, I'm not taking a gamble on, on the opportunity. Um, what I'm trying to do is put the right fundamentals in place to get the right outcome for my client. And by having probably one, maybe one and a half more people than I really need uh, in my team, it's, it's 
for me, it's giving me peace of mind that I'm giving my customer uh, the six-star service that they really um, need, especially in this market that's mm. um, ever it's, – it's changing at the moment it's, and it's evolving, it's fast-paced. And I guess if I can do what I'm paid to do, mm-hmm. um, I've got my GPs working in my team and I'm the specialist doing the operation. So when come closing uh, the deal – uh, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm good at. So, okay, great. so that's and really how I've tried to tailor my, my team. Perfect. So that typical day, just segueing into that, JM, um, just from the morning until the evening, just, just typical, it doesn't have to be. Oh, my God, that's, it's horrendous. <laughs> so, great. This is what people need to hear. So, you know, everybody's looking for the, the, the um, silver bullet or the gold yep. bullet. Mm-hmm. So for me, I get up in the morning, 6.30, at work, 7.00. Um, what are the plants? Because it's a bit of, I guess, um, therapy. Yeah, I guess therapy for me. Um, it's a ritual. Get out the front, blow the leaves, vacuum the shop, make sure it's um, pristine before we start. I've done that the night before anyway, but mm-hmm. I get in there and just make sure it's perfect the next day. Mm-hmm. So when um, the team come in at eight thirty, I've already had my coffee, read all my emails, and I'm ready to prospect. So by nine o'clock, um, we have a quick um, catch up with the team, and then by nine thirty, ten o'clock. Uh, I'm into lead generating. So I do appointments. Um, I don't do appointments Monday, Tuesdays I do appointments, Wednesday I do open homes, Thursdays I do catch up appointments in the afternoon, Fridays appointments in the morning and then get ready for Saturday. Saturday's open home, uh, Sunday's uh, family time. So okay, brilliant. It's, a, it's a pretty hectic day. Okay, brilliant. So we're cracking that, that ideal day, ideal week myth where people thought that, you know, forensically between eight and ten you had to do X, Y, Z. So we go back, try to the Phil Harris model of which is prospect in the morning and have face-to-faces in the afternoon. So it's basically building your business in the morning, managing it in the afternoon. And it's a different energy because the AM energy, as John's just saying, is that coffee in hand, making proactive prospecting calls, building your business. And that PM energy is face-to-face with people who are either looking to buy, looking to sell, or are an existing vendor where they need price alignment. Okay, So it's a very simple plan. And I love especially, John, what you've talked about in terms of slightly overcompensating with your labour on your team, and I was I was very much an advocate of that. Whereby GCI is one thing, and and number of sales is another thing. That's all great. However, if you've got leakage in your business, not great. If if you've got burnout with you or your team, not great. And then if your customer service experience goes from a ten to a six out of ten, then that's not great either. So doing eighty five sales is terrific, but let's do eighty five sales, which you are doing with no leakage, no burnout, and 10 out of 10 customer service experience. That's what I love. So whether you're one or one and a half uh, staff, um, you know, slightly in surplus, I think that's that's somewhat irrelevant, as you've said, because those three, um, you know, gaps, if you like, are not being exposed. I love that, Troy. Yeah. And, John, you mentioned um, we are in a changing and evolved market, right, in yep. most areas that people are listening to this podcast The game has changed and world-class agency in 2019 has definitely changed. And I'd love to get your insights. And the reason why I'm asking this question is you are world famous, definitely within the McGrath organization for your attention to detail. Listeners, you just got an insight into the habits and rituals that John undertakes every single day to make sure that nothing is left by doubt that he is doing the best possible thing to represent his own personal brand, the brand that he works for, and also what he does with his clients. What does world-class agency or agents in this time look like for you? 
I think at the end of the day, you've got to one work for the best brand and believe in the brand. So, you know, I left um, I left McGrath back in 2013 to go and work for um, another brand. Um, I had a good time whilst I was there, but I always had, um, I guess, the the blue and uh, orange blood running through me from you know the time I started real estate. Um, I guess the structure, uh, the people, the environment. I think. For me, at the end of the day, um, there's no one else out there in, in the marketplace, I, I don't believe, that has the structure that, I guess, the training and the experience behind it. So one of the things for me is, is to get back to, I guess, to humble beginnings and, and, and to go from where I was before. Uh, I think sort of, for me, you know, a top agent in today's market has to know, one, the area that they service, two, has to have the data platform um, to help them because... There's a lot of people that, you know, are very busy, so they need the platform to actually make it work for them. Um, again, I'm, I'm privy to some of the information and some of the, um, I guess, the portals that I've seen over the years. And I think, you know, going back to McGrath and having all those systems and processes are, are certainly going to make my business easier. Um, and again, you know, for me, it's having like-minded people in the same room with the same end in, in, in mind uh, will actually get, get me to where I want to get to. So to write, you know, three, four million dollars in GCI today, it used to be difficult uh, some five, six years ago. But I think now, you know, there's people in the country writing eight to ten million GCI uh, with good structured teams, and I think that's sort of where I want to get to. Um, and, and hence is why I've gone back to um, or come back to McGrath um, in the fold, so I can surround myself with those sort of like-minded people. Yeah. Um, to then make my busy my business. I guess easier, but very process driven. So I work less hours, but make more money and give customer service, six star service. Uh, and that's what I'm really all about because God, if, if someone's worked hard all their life to give you an opportunity to sell their property, if I've representing my company and I've got the backing behind me, it will just make my job easier to get a better result for my client. Yeah. And Adrian, we talk a lot about efficiency in mm. this business and uh, by having the right people doing the right things every single time they're interacting with clients, we know that that creates momentums, then being supported, like John was saying, with platforms and systems and processes that allow us to do more business, then you start to see the scale in our business. And that's something that we have worked very hard on over the recent years with McGraw. Absolutely. And I think what a key takeaway for a lot of people, John, is going to be in terms of their database and their listing skills and their prospecting activity. So those three things, as we know, really underpin an agent's success or if they get off track. So how do they all talk to each other? Listing presentation, database and prospecting they're all related you know how what advice would you give i suppose for either an agent who's out of momentum or an agent who's just about to change markets or an agent who's just taking a deep breath from the last few years which has been growth on growth and then slight correction what what advice practical tips would you provide them in those areas i think for me it's just basically just getting back to the basic stuff Mm -hmm. Um, you've got your pipeline there. Everybody talks about database, but how do you use your database and how do you, uh, I guess, communicate with the people? Yeah, and what's um, your nurturing plan look like? So so for me, it's, it's basically, you know, everybody says, you know, touch base three months, six months, 12 months. Mm-hmm. I, I find that really quite difficult because I'm trying to get new business all the time. Yes. So I guess the new business for me is pretty much nurturing the community that are, that are around me. Mm-hmm. So be seen at the coffee shops, 
Um, you know, the new person coming along, again, you know, door knocks, I think that's a bit of a waste of time. I think if you can be in a community uh, speaking to your past clients and getting them to be referrers, I think that's a, a massive part of your business. Yeah. So when I was at McGraw years ago, there was yourself and there was um, another um, chap. Um, again, I can't remember his name, but all he did was he lived off referrals. Mm, mm. And so I've built my business now based on referrals. So mm -hmm. a lot of people just ring me. Mm -hmm. um, for a new person starting out, how do they get that? I think they probably need to be sort of aligned with a, a high-performing um, agent yep. and work alongside of that person. Mm -hmm. um, they need to be working their database, so calling people, seeing how they're going, how's the new home. Now, you know, John McGrath said something a little minute ago, um, you know, we know it's a five or seven year cycle that the person's going to upsize and, and upgrade their home. I think at the end of the day, for me, it's a matter of just staying in touch with the people that, that one, like you, mm. uh, like your brand and like who you are um, and really working that database, you know, pretty mm. strong, I think, calling them every now and then. If you see them down the road, just trying to remember their name, mm. go say hello to them, don't ignore them. Yeah, uh, I think just being a nice person. Yep. Um, Affability is very underrated and you talked about referrals um, and Todd Duncan and Eric mentioned, who do you know who knows the people you want to know? So that that's referrals, yeah. right? So that, yeah. that that was a bit of a penny dropper for me. Um, so you talked about database, John. How many people do you have in a database of sorts that you're nurturing? So if you come to my office and have a look, I've got them um, in street order, I've got them in suburb order, I've got them... Um, uh, on my desk at work, uh, people I need to call. So if you want me to call you in three months, they're in three-month order. Yep. So Total? What are we talking? So if I, I said to you I'd have actively that I'm working on at, at every any one time, there'd be 500. 500, okay. Um, there's and probably 3,000 in the database plus. In the in the overarching database, but 500 that are, that are having active connections that, from you. That I'm working with, yeah. yeah. Terrific. Yeah. And what's the frequency and method of, of, of frequency um, or contact, if you will, for those, say, 500 to 3,000? So, so I'm really busy mm -hmm. and most agents are busy. But mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, if you're if you pre-framing with the, um, the vendor to say, listen, I'm not going to be one of those agents that are going to hound you. Yeah. I'm gonna be, I'll call you uh, when you want me to call you. So okay. is there a time um, and a date that you'd like me to call you back? So. Mm -hmm. If it's six months, how about a diary at an hour, five o'clock mm. um, on the 15th of um, November, I'll give you a call mm -hmm. and it will get ready for the February market. Is that sort of where your head's at at the moment? Mm -hmm. And I'll say, yes, it is. So I'll put that in my outlook and I'll have a diarized to call them then. Mm -hmm. I won't be one of those that will call them every week or every month to tell them how the market's going okay. um, unless they want to be pampered that way. Sure. I find it's really quite, I don't like it when people ring me every other day mm -hmm. to see how I'm going. So I always frame it. Um, with the vendor is, you know, if I was like you, how often would I want to hear from my real estate agent? Yes. Is it monthly? There are some people that email me weekly mm -hmm. um, and I converse with them weekly, mm -hmm. but there's other people that say, mate, I'll call you when I'm ready. But if you want to touch base with me in six months time, let's lock in a time now. So that's what I tend to do. There was another great line from Todd Duncan, Adrian, that just made me remember it was saying, if you want to create clients for life and have those active people that you're speaking to on a regular basis, you actually need to talk to them during their life. Mm. You can't just send them an email. And what John just mentioned then, being active in the community, saying hello to them, don't be a stranger and actually go out and promote yourself as a real person, be a nice person. Yes. You're actually creating those clients for life because they feel like they're needed. And we always say to be interesting, you need to be interested. And yes. I think that's what John's shown uh, 
with his community is he's genuinely interested in people. Yeah. He's asking them questions that are relevant and customized to them. If I'm your agent, how often would you like to hear from me? As yes. opposed to I'm going to call you every month and I'm going to give you information that probably isn't going to be necessary for the next seven years. Mm. That's the difference. And that is the success that leaves clues is knowing your market and how to deal with them. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing, Troy and John, is we've got about 500 people that are that are contacted by design, so quite strategically around the exact date. And and I heard the magic words in there, Microsoft Outlook. That's a free CRM. That's not a complicated CRM. <laughs> the best CRM, right? the one you use. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a basic guy. Uh, <laughs> well, well, success leaves clues once again. So. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're waiting for what John referred to as the magic dust or the silver bullet, which is this newest CRM or the best CRM, you know, when I first started, John, 30 years ago, an 8x5 manual card box system was really effective, actually, yeah. because, <laughs> because I had a system and I yep. used it, right? So Microsoft Outlook, effective, right? Um, the other thing, there's, there's, there's a wider audience, obviously 3,000 odd, and I'm assuming they're getting some touch point, be it a newsletter or, or, or some sort of contact from you what does that look like just as a passive type of uh, nurturing piece so um through the active pipe um crm system um that um sends out a, a weekly or a monthly newsletter okay um now i'm i'm going to tailor that now that i'm back on my grass i'm mm-hmm. just going to work out what we need to send out to them good but again you know people that want to get the newsletter will get the newsletter people that don't want to get it won't get yeah. spammed yeah. I hate spamming people. Yeah. Uh, so we try and clean out the, the database every three months. Yeah. Um, to make sure that the people are actually actively looking or actively looking at um, selling. Yes. Um, are getting reliable information from us. Good. Rather than just, you know, random spamming because people know they're being spammed. Yeah. So I think that's really critical for you as an agent. Yes. To, to know that you're not just spamming people for the yeah. sake of it. Don't be annoying, be informative. I think, I think so. that's the key. Yeah. And, you know, I love this paradigm with, with prospecting, um, John, which is, you know what, um, don't delude yourself that you're going to make 30 prospecting calls and three of them are going to pick up the phone and say, wow, I can't believe you called me today. I'm actually thinking about selling, right? Yeah. What yeah. it is is prospecting and databasing by design. So you want to be called in three months at five o'clock? Well, that's when you'll be called, right? And let's just also not delude ourselves that part of prospecting and databasing is that you're going to leave a lot of messages, you're going to send some emails, call it a newsletter, and you're actually going to rely on them calling you when they're ready. Right. Um, and what that is, is top of mind awareness yeah. because it's that layered approach, John, that Troy and I often talk about is that you leave that voice message. They see you at that open house. They get a DL card. They see a Facebook post. They see a local sponsorship. Then they drive past and see a signboard. This is that top of mind subliminal top awareness piece that that just gets you on the shopping list when they're ready. Mm. But you're also you're also creating a digital interview for them so they've got some idea of what you're about, okay? Yeah. Um, what does McGrath feel like, John, now that it's been some weeks that you're back and it's been a few years since you were, you were with us, does it feel and look different as a business? You know, in my head, Adrian, I never left. Mm. Um, mm. So, you know, I guess John McGrath as a person and a brand um, gave a lot to Australian real estate. Yeah. So I learned a lot from being in the brand. Mm. Um, I didn't want to leave, but I guess I had to go out in the wilderness and, and grow up and, and learn a, a few things on my own, uh, which I did for five years. And I, I did le- learn a lot. Mm. Coming back to McGrath this time around, it feels like um, 
the wind was knocked out of your sails uh, some three years ago. But, you know, watching it very closely over the last uh, few years and, you know, again, like I said earlier, the blood uh, was going through my veins and just hearing, uh, speaking to the people that are in the brand, uh, this thing's got some massive legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the energy, uh, the people is, you know, I think I made the right decision to come back when I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could have come back earlier, but I think, you know, timing it right in our industry, it's a bit like the market going up and down. I think um, now that, you know, the wind was taken out of the sails, uh, oh, my God, it's the energy, um, it's awesome. So I can feel it. And three weeks ago when I started pressing the flesh with a lot of the uh, high-performing agents in the brand, um, they're excited with what's happening. And, um, yeah, I think if you're, if you're not in the brand right now and you're thinking about coming into the brand, I, I think really at the end of the day, God, I'm talking to a lot of my mates at the moment saying, Christ, if you don't come back now or, or come into into the fold now, uh, there might not be any room for you. <laughs> the nice <laughs> thing is we, we just did, we just had a little, for, for the listeners, they wouldn't know this, but we just had a little breakfast get-together mm. with some of our, what we'd say, our pinnacle agents, our yes. elite performers are. And, you know, looking around the room, there's such a great Incredible. mix of people with different experiences, yeah. uh, people that have owned businesses and joined our brand just to focus on real estate, people like John that, and, and another great person that's rejoined our brand recently, Richard Shaloub. So those types of people and personalities coming to the brand and having their experience and knowledge, you support that with people like Peter Chauncey, Tracy Dixon, Cindy Kennedy, all those names that are household names are in Australian real estate for speaking at events like Eric and being well publicized you really get a sense of the idea sharing that's formulated from those high performers and i think if you really nailed down what was the point of difference of having a breakfast like today and what is the point of difference of our elite is that the fact that they're all there working shoulder to shoulder linking arms knowing that they're creating something as opposed to just working for a brand and i think that is Mm. the point of difference that i've noticed over the last two years is that the individuals that work together are creating the biggest momentum shift absolutely and i haven't asked john mcmanus this but I believe in something called professional loneliness and I believe, John, you probably suffered a little bit of that out on your own and coming back into McGrath, um, feeling part of something like Troy's talking about and actually feeling part of what could be and what is likely to be probably the one, of, one of the biggest corporate and real estate turnarounds in, in modern history is pretty awesome to, to, to actually yeah. be at the genesis of it. I think if you surround yourself with... Um you know, like-minded people and you've got, you know, the same vision of, of creating a, uh, you know, a well-best either company or a well-best agency. Um, I, I guess it's a bit like those top sportsmen. They would feel lonely mm. being at the top because they haven't got anything, they haven't got anyone to share it with apart from their spouses or their family. Mm. But, you know, when you get bashed around the, I guess, the, the emotional part of it, day in, day out with vendors and buyers, been told what you're a liar, been told that, you know, you didn't get my result that I wanted to, you know, you're just like used car salesman, that affects you over time mm-hmm. and you get burnt out. So I can see how professional sports people get burnt out by the pressures they're put under. And I, I think at the end of the day, high-performing agents um, suffer the same, yeah. um, the same fate. And I think really at the end of the day, you know, leaving the fold of McGrath, 
you know, I was at the highest, you know, point I could have been at, um, at LJ Hooker um, and I couldn't go on any further. So that if I look at my GCI, GCI as a, a standalone agent and then have a look at where the next second and third and fourth person were, you know, there was daylight between us. Mm. Um, where at McGrath, there's more like me that are in there. It's, it's a weird feeling, mm. but coming back to McGrath, um, it feels like that I'm not the albino, I suppose, mm. um, in the crowd. Yeah, that I'm yeah. part of the part of the, I guess the the real estate uh, faculty that is top shelf, and we've always wanted to be that way. And I guess at the end of the day, that's you know what I've looked at, and that's why I've come back. It's it's I don't feel alone anymore. So yeah, I think you're, you're a, perfectly right. Yeah, it's a great observation, John. And uh, your colleagues and your peers within the brand actually show you what's possible. Yep. When you hear people are doing, you know, 130 sales or three or four million GCI, like it just goes to show what's possible. And you connect with those people and think, wow, they're good, highly skilled agents, but I wouldn't call them remarkable, right? They're good people. They're, they're good bloody at- nice people. Bloody very nice, nice people. people. Very nice yeah. people. Almost unassuming that you think you can't yeah. be that successful if you're that nice. No. Which and is give bad, you the time right? of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we wrap up here, gents, yeah. I mean, you know, we've got the forever constants with myself and Troy Malcolm, 25 and 17 years respectively in the brand. So we're not going anywhere, mate. So we'll we'll all uh, retire together, I think, the three of us. Sounds good. Uh, one day, which is very exciting, but we've got a hell of a lot of work to do and a lot of transactions to complete between now and then. So listeners, it's been really good for uh, you guys to uh, to tap in again to this amazing content and you know, it's a privilege for us to be able to chat with John McManus, always been part of the family. He feels like he's never left. We feel like he's never left and here we are, the three of us at Sergeant's Mess post uh, Pinnacle Agent Breakfast overlooking the harbour here, Troy. It's a nice place to be. Yeah, John, thank you so much for Pleasure. taking the time. 30 minutes goes very fast on these podcasts and I feel like we could be talking uh, for a lot longer and so, mate, we might invite you back in the near future. <laughs> uh, so keep an eye out for that listeners next week we're going to come to you with a skills workshop replaying and downloading and doing a deep dive on everything that is Arik 2019 so keep an eye out for that on itunes remember rate us five stars uh give us your feedback send emails adrian bow at mcgrath.com.au troy malcolm at mcgrath.com.au can't wait to see you all very shortly back on the adrian bow podcast featuring